Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, I'm again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. You guys can find the podcast on YouTube. Subscribe there. And you can also find the podcast anywhere that you get your podcast. And we're just so thankful that you guys are here and you're with us today. So if you're watching the video portion, this is a little bit different. I'm normally used to looking down because my webcam is here, but we're we're using a, a new camera. So I have to look up. So if I look awkward, I'm sorry. I'm still learning where to go and where to turn. But I'm just so thankful for the opportunity um, that we've got to upgrade some things. And the Lord has blessed us to be able to do that. And I'm really looking forward to learning how to do this so we can put out some good content here. All right. So this one today is I like to call it one of those ones. Okay, today is one of those lessons where it was it was an amazing study. But obviously, when you have amazing studies through scripture, you have to compare and see, Okay, that sounds great. But where am I at with it? So it's it's one of those. That's why I say it's one of those ones. And so here's what we're going to entitle it. We're going to entitle the podcast for today. I will never open up my heart again. I will never open up my heart again. So normally when you think about that, just that phrase alone, you know, obviously there's certain connotations and there's certain thoughts that come to your mind when you think about that phrase. So, you know, there's no boys to men playing in the background. There's no end of the road playing. So it's not necessarily that. But what we're talking about with this, it's crazy when when we introduce this topic of the heart. And we're really going to focus on that today as we talk and kind of go through some scriptures on this today. So here's how I want to introduce this topic of I'll never open up my heart again. There was a movie that I watched uh, probably like a a month ago. And it's one of my favorite movies and it kind of just happened to be on. And the movie is is X-Men Origins, basically Wolverine Origins. And so in the movie, not to give too much away because it's a great movie. It's it's about Wolverine, which is a superhero, but he's in a world that he thinks is real, but he finds out that the things, his job, what he does, the people that's around him, the, the woman that he's with, none of it is real. None of it is real. And so when he finally figures it out, because some things are just off, you know, he's just like, there's something wrong here. When he finally figures it out, there's a powerful scene close to the end where basically the head person, the head guy over this and the assistant is there. And he looks at them thinking that what they had was real, thinking the world that he was in was real. And he simply said, this, what just happened, this will never happen again. It'll never happen again. So guys, when you, when you think about the heart and the things that, that, you know, you go through and that you've seen and the things that you go with and the trouble that we deal with, even as Christians, what can tend to happen to the Christian person is sometimes instances and things and just life in general, sometimes it can get your heart to a level where because you're trying to protect yourself, 
and defend yourself from ever feeling whatever or going through whatever or even potentially going through whatever, you block your heart off. And so here's here's the thing about it as we introduce the heart and you'll never open it up again. All of us weren't at that point before. So before we said a phrase like that, we were very, what's the word? I guess you could say at one point you were very green, if that makes sense. So you had the heart to serve. You had the heart to love. You had the heart to give. You had the heart to be there. You had the heart to believe the best. You had the heart to do all those things. But at one point in time, you did those things. But as you did those things that Jesus wants you to do, Matthew chapter 5, as you did all these things that he wants you to do in living life, life didn't treat you the same way that you tried to treat life. So then naturally, you shut down. I'm not going to serve anymore. It doesn't make sense. I'm not going to give anymore. It doesn't make sense. I'm not going to love anymore. It doesn't make sense to do that. Because basically, we've justified in our own minds as Christian people that if we do all this stuff, it's pointless. Why should I do it? Why should you do it? So sometimes where we can find ourselves in our in our walks with God, we can find ourselves saying that spiritually. No matter what happens moving forward to to life, to people, to others, I will I will just leave myself alone. You know, I will never ever ever open up my heart again. So just like in that movie, he was done. He was done. And so maybe right now, as you listen to this podcast, maybe you're at a point in your life now where there's uh, there's things happening in your life. Um, you've, you've seen some things. You've gone through some things. And so many times as you go through those things, you feel like, uh, you know, why? You know what I mean? Like, why? Why try? Why serve? Why give? Why try to live like Christ? It, it, it doesn't matter anyway. This podcast is for you, you know, and, and maybe you feel maybe, you know, you feel like you've been trying to do this and maybe you feel like you haven't done necessarily anything to do anything wrong, but maybe you feel like the circumstances that you're in, maybe because of even other people's decisions that they've made in the past that you have to deal with it now, maybe you feel like you're not going to open up your heart because of what you've seen other people go through. This podcast is for you too. So now as we talk about this, instead of asking this question that we're asking or basically this statement that we're saying, I will never open up my heart again, I would like us as we study and as we talk and as we conversate today, I want us to look at why should I though? So maybe you're at the point where you've totally put your walls up, you know, you've totally put your defenses up. You know, you totally isolate itself. You've you've immersed yourself in your work. You've immersed yourself in your favorite sport. You've immersed yourself in these other things just so you won't have to feel anything anymore because feeling stuff causes pain, right? So maybe we should ask ourselves before you get to that point where you're, where you're totally done, just consider this with me before you make a decision. Here are some things that I saw in Scripture over on you know, just looking through this and meditating on it and studying it for myself. Let's just consider the question just for a second. Why should I open up my heart, though? Why should I do it? And maybe this will help us. All right. Maybe this will help us. All right. So here's where we want to go with it. 
So the first one, why should I, though? Why should I open up my heart? Here's something crazy. (laughs) Maybe you should open up your heart to see if your heart still works. Okay? Y'all following me? Here we go. Here we go. Why should I do this? Why, Why should I open up my heart? Maybe you should to see if your heart still works. And again, here's an example before we really... Uh, go into this and as I'm talking through this there's a movie uh, y'all remember Home Alone? Great movie classic, it's always on uh, at Christmas but then they made a Home Alone 2 and I was watching that the other day you know as an adult because I haven't seen that since I was a, a kid so I watched it again and by the way when you watch movies that you used to watch as a kid you're like bro th- these movies have some deep messages but I missed it <laughs> you know so now you're watching it I'm like okay let's rewatch it so there's a scene where Kevin the, the kid, right, who's always home alone, Kevin is in the park, and there's this lady that's there, and this lady, you know, always feeds the pigeons in the park, and what she does is she, she always isolates herself, and she has this reputation that the only thing that she will ever get close to is the pigeons, right, and so she'll always go there, she'll always take care of them, she'll always feed them, right, every single day, and so everybody else was kind of afraid of this lady, because of the legend of her right but kevin you know you know what i'm gonna go see you know i want to go see why she's the way that she is so he comes up to her has a conversation with her he's the first person that's literally talked to her in years and so kevin says why are you why are you the way that you are like you know why why don't you talk to people you seem nice to me why don't you talk to people and she said my husband years ago again talk about the heart guys She said, my husband years ago left me for someone else. And as my husband left me, she said, at that point, she said, I made a decision that I'm not going to talk to anybody that could could hurt me again. So what I decided to do, I would come to this bench where we met, and I would come here every day, and I would feed these pigeons because I know that every single day those pigeons are going to be there. They'll never leave. They'll never hurt. They'll never say anything bad. So I'm always protected. And I'll never talk to another human being. And so Kevin in his innocence, so check this out how this how this lines up. Kevin in his innocence looks at her as a kid. And he says, yeah, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. But he asks her this simple question. But how do you know that your heart still works? If you always protect it, if you always build your a fortress around your heart because of what others have done, how do you know that your heart still works? So maybe with you, as you've gone through things, as, as, as life has done things to you, and maybe because you've served and you've tried to have the heart of Christ, but it just feels like it's not there for you in life. Sometimes what you can do is, is your defense mechanism is you can protect yourself to a level that you know what you just won't you will never let anyone else in but if you do that how do you know if your heart still works you know i think about jesus in matthew chapter 5 verses 3 through 9 and jesus really explains what his heart is and as jesus explains his heart in matthew chapter 5 obviously he talks about blessed are the, the poor in spirit blessed are, are they that are meek that are merciful uh, that are pure in heart, that hunger and thirst 
all these things that Jesus mentions. Jesus is describing there for us, guys, in Matthew chapter 5. Jesus is describing his heart to us. But as Jesus is describing his heart to us, what did Jesus go through after Matthew chapter 5? Jesus went through people not believing him. Jesus went through his some of his family not believing in him. Jesus went through um, people in his own hometown not believing in him. Jesus went through his disciples leaving him and forsaking him. So how did Jesus, being a man, how did Jesus know that his heart worked? Jesus had to go through some things. And guys, for us, it, and I, I don't know where this comes from because I've had these thoughts too. I don't know where this thought comes from that if you're a good person and, and you truly strive to be a good person, not a perfect person, but a good one, that things should just work for you. I don't know where that thought comes from. Maybe it's entitlement. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's ego. I don't I don't know what that is necessarily. But where does this thought process for us come that if you're good, then good things should always happen? But the more and more that you examine the heart, and if let's just say, and I know that the Bible heart is the mind, but the thing about the mind is the mind is just like anything else. The mind is a muscle, and the mind has to be worked, and the mind has to be tested. So for you, the things that you've gone through, you know, they're different than what I've gone through. But regardless, all of us have gone through something, right? So if the mind is the muscle that needs to be exercised, and Jesus showed us his mind in Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 9, if he showed us his mind, how do you know and how do I know as a Christian man and as a Christian woman for you or man for you, how do I know that my Christian heart is working? Well, when things happen and when things don't go my way and when, when all these things just, just blow up in my life, well, I'm just going to put myself over to the side. I'm just going to work super hard. I'm just never going to talk to anybody. I'm just going to isolate myself. I'm going to do all these things because I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to protect my heart. In theory, in theory, we think that's good. But in reality, what we're doing is we're putting this wall around our heart and we're putting this fortress around our heart and we're just year after year, just brick after brick around our hearts. And our heart is so guarded that we don't even know how to use it anymore. And just like that lady in the movie, her heart for years had been so guarded that she forgot how to use her own heart. So maybe the things that you've gone through are just terrible. Maybe the things that you've gone through hurt. Maybe there's some things that you got to deal with that other people have done that you just have to deal with it because they did it. And maybe it's hard for you. And maybe you're just trying to protect yourself. And I understand that from that from that concept. It makes total sense, doesn't it? But how do you know that your heart still works? And we're going to hit this later. But when you go through things in this life, Jesus tells us later on in Matthew chapter 5, specifically in verse 44 and 45, love your enemies. Well, who are enemies? Enemies are situations. Enemies are things. Enemies can be idols. Enemies can be people. 
Enemies can be yourself. Love them. Exercise the heart that I told you to have. If your heart is never exercised, if your heart is only around people that love you, then your heart becomes weak. Why? Because I don't know what it feels like to use it when I have to use it. That's what makes your heart beautiful, guys, is having the ability to use the heart that Jesus wants us to use. But if we spend so many years of our lives justifying that I should protect my heart because I never want my heart to feel this again, I get that. Nobody wants to put their heart on the line like that. Nobody nobody wants to. But how do you know that it works? You have to use it. And that's what Kevin said. If you watch that scene, he says, you got to use it. You have to use your heart to see if it still works. And the lady said, well, I'm afraid to do it, Kevin. She's admitting to a child, I'm afraid to use it. And he mentions, yeah, I know you're afraid. But isn't it better to know that you can use your heart than to question if it still works? So if we look at scripture, notice Jesus always used the heart that he described that he had in Matthew chapter 5. I mean, think about, think about Luke chapter 22. You know, Jesus had an opportunity to use his heart there. What did Jesus tell Peter in Luke chapter 22? He told him, I know you're going to do this. I know you're going to deny me three times. But after you're converted, go strengthen your brethren. Go, go strengthen your brethren. Jesus knew that. But Jesus was using this opportunity to show his heart to Peter. You know, there's so many instances that we can look at in Scripture. I mean, even on the cross, Jesus was there, and he said, Father, forgive them. I mean, Stephen, in Acts chapter 7, do not lay this on their charge. These men had the ability to still show their heart. And here's my question to you. Before you totally shut your heart off, before you totally just isolate yourself, before you totally just forget people and just stay around select few and stay around yourself with people that will never hurt you, before you before you make that choice, think about this with me. How do you know that your heart still works if you've never used it and if you stop using it? That's the, the thing about the heart is when the mind and when the heart goes through things, it almost it's like it was meant to shut down. But for the Christian, when the heart goes through things, it was meant to overcome because Jesus overcame. And so as we talk about it, we got to use the heart. The heart has to be exercised. And so a lot of times what can happen, guys, as we study and, and look through Scripture, many times we can see the heart getting hurt. We saw Jesus's heart get hurt. We saw Peter's heart get hurt. We saw Paul's heart get hurt. We saw we saw so we saw David's heart get hurt. We saw Abram's heart get hurt. We saw Moses and Noah and Job and Daniel. I mean, we can just keep going and going and going. But what's the common denominator between all those people? They used it. They overcame it. They didn't shut down because they got hurt. What helped them? What was the motor behind it when their heart got hurt? Their faith. 
brethren, there's going to be times where Matthew chapter 5, you're going to be persecuted for doing good, or you're just going to be persecuted just in general. And here's the thing about it, guys. Um, with the heart, you know, people have hearts. And wherever there's people, there will be problems, and there will be pain, and there will be hurt. And so sometimes what can happen is this world, as evil as, as it is, and that's what Corinthians mentions, the little G, the God of this world, Satan, he's meant to hurt us. He's trying to destroy your heart. And for some of you, he might be winning. So the world was meant to destroy your heart. But in all honesty, sometimes too, guys, the church, is the church a perfect institution? Yes, it is. But what is within that perfect institution? Imperfect people. So guess what? There's going to be times where close friends, they will hurt you. Christian people, they will hurt you. Preachers, they will hurt you. Men, women, they will, you will get hurt. But when that happens, how will your heart respond? Will your heart guard yourself from your brethren? Will your heart guard yourself from people? Will your heart be isolated and be dormant? Or when that hurt happens, will you overcome with faith? I will never, I will never open up my heart again. Maybe you should. Maybe you should still see if your heart works. But then number number two, as we're kind of talking through this and, and studying through this, here's another one. Why should I see? Why should, why should I open up my heart? Why should I do it? Number one, you should see to see if your heart still pumping, you know, see if it still works. But then number two, as we talk about this a little bit more, why else should I open up my heart? You should open up your heart to be courageous. You know, I heard somebody uh, do a speech and, and they talked about the heart. And as he was talking about the heart, he says one of the most courageous things that you can do is open up your heart. Knowing, knowing that when you open up your heart to the world, when you open up your heart to people, when you open up your heart to service, when you open up your heart to give, that that can be crushed, that it can be thrown to the side, that it can be disregarded, that it can be forgotten. But he said it's so courageous, and here's why it's courageous, because before you open it up, you know that that's a possibility. But even though you know that it's a possibility when you open up your heart that it can be crushed, hurt, and forgotten, you are so courageous that you still do it anyway. So if if we have gone through things in our lives as Christians and because we want to just take our hearts and just kind of guard it and not let anybody ever touch it again, are we really courageous? Well, Jordan, that doesn't make sense. What are you talking about? Are we really courageous? Let's look at it again. Instead of looking at things from other people's mindsets, Let's look at this topic from God's eyes. John three sixteen. 
for God so loved the world, right? That he gave what y'all that he gave his only begotten son in John chapter three. Now here's, here's what's very important about this text in John three for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know, you talk to a parent and as you talk to parents, some parents will say, even some mothers and some fathers, that son right there, that daughter right there, that's my whole heart. That's my heart right there. For God so loved, question, what do we use to love the heart? The thing that we've been shutting off for years. For God used his heart to do what, guys? To love. But God in his infinite wisdom, being omniscient, being all-knowing, God in his wisdom, guess what he knew we would do to his heart? He knew before he gave it, he knew that we would hurt it. So guess what God was with his heart? Our Lord was courageous. So all these years that we've been holding our hearts, we've been isolating our hearts, we've been building this fortress around our hearts and justifying it for years because of what brethren have done, because of what people have done, because of what the world has done, because of what people has done. And we don't open up our hearts again. Think about how hard it was for God. Knowing that when I give the best of my heart, I know before I even give it, I know they're going to, they're going to, they're going to kill him. You see, here's the thing about us. We have it easy. We actually don't really know if we open up our hearts to people that they will hurt it. There's a high chance. There's a high possibility. There's a high probability that it would happen, but we don't know for an absolute fact that if I open up my heart, that somebody's going to hurt it. We don't know that. But God knew for a 100% fact, when I open up my heart to these people, they are going to hurt it. But even though I know that for a fact, I'm still going to give them the best that I have. Brethren, here's what can happen. Over the years to people, to your family, to brethren, sometimes you spent your entire life serving and giving and opening up your heart but because of what what has happened to you you can justify well because this happened i'm going to guard my heart and it, it's just pointless to serve because i know nobody's going to nobody's going to appreciate it it's pointless to give because i know nobody's going to appreciate it so guess what you start doing now you start hand picking random people or you start hand people picking people that you know oh yeah i'll serve them but to the masses oh no i'm not doing it because guess what you're going off of you're going off the evidence of the past and so what what are we doing i will never open up my heart truly again i'll never do it but if that's the case as a christian man or woman are we truly showing the heart of god if we live that way I forgot which podcast it was on, but Sam Lawrence, he mentioned this, and I never, I never stopped thinking about this when he, when he said it. Sam said, when you love like God, I think we were looking at Hosea. 
He said, when you love like God, he said, you're guaranteed to get hurt. You're guaranteed. So as we talk about this, why should I open up my heart? I should open it up to serve, to give, to love, to do all these things. I should do it because God did it. And what did God tell us to do in Matthew chapter 5? I believe it's verse number 45. I want to make sure I have the right text there. Matthew chapter 5, um, verse 48. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. How can I be perfect? What did, what did Paul say in 1 Corinthians 13? Faith, hope, love. But the greatest of these is what? Is love. So as you talk about that, the greatest of these is love. Love, here's the thing about love. What does faith do for us right now? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. So when I get to heaven, do I, will I need faith when I get there? Nope, because I can see it. What is hope? Hope is an expectation of something that you don't have yet. So when I'm in heaven, do I need hope? No, because I've attained it already. Faith, hope, love. When I'm in heaven, do I still need love? That's the thing why love is the greatest. Why is love the greatest? Because I need love here. And I need love there. So if on this earth, for however many years you've been living the way you've been living, and I've been living the way that I've been living, on this earth, if we have withhold, withholding our love and not given it to protect ourselves, if that's the case, then what won't we be able to truly do there? We won't really be able to love. So what should we be doing here in every circumstance? Yeah, I might get hurt. Yeah, things might not go your way. But I will still love. I won't close my heart off. I won't close service off. I won't close giving off for anyone. Because I need love here. I'll need love in heaven too. Don't shut your heart off. Don't shut off the one thing that you need. But what is Satan so good at doing, guys? A Christian did that to you? A brother did that to you? A sister did that to you? The world did that to you? You know what you should do now, right, Christian? You know what you should do? Shut yourself off. Treat people different. Don't give to them. Don't talk to them. Don't love them. Don't cherish them. Don't be patient with them. And guess what we do sometimes as Christians? You know what, Satan? As we bind our hearts, you're right. I'll never open up my heart ever again. Why should you do it? You should do it so you can be courageous, brethren. 
And I know the temptation is there. I know it's there not to do it. But overcome it. Because Jesus did. He's the example. Not anybody else. It's him. Will you be taken advantage of? Yep. Will you be used? Yep. But if when that happens, are you going to stop that from opening up your heart? You shouldn't. So why should I open up my heart? I got to open it up to see if it still works. Why else should I open up my heart? I should open up my heart so that my heart can be courageous so that I can have the love that God had in Genesis chapter 3 or in John chapter 3. But then number three, check this one out. This was crazy as we put a bow on this one. Why else should I open up my heart? You should open up your heart because God's heart was open to you. You know, you think about, again, John three sixteen, right? God's love there. You think about Matthew chapter 5, going back to the heart of Jesus. He says in Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse number 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So here's the thing about the heart. When you go through things in life like Jesus did, like God did, right? We, we talked about Jesus' heart, but let's talk about God's. I know Jesus was God, but let's talk about the Father. You know, you imagine God looking at his heart on the cross. And as he looked at his heart on the cross, he, he allowed it to happen. He looked at it. He looked at us misusing it. He looked at us making fun of it. He looked at us mocking it. He looked at us taking his heart for granted and using his heart for our own selfish ambitions and gains. God had to watch that. You know, guys, unfortunately, the nature of the heart and the nature of us as people, and I'm including myself in us, Sometimes with our own hearts and sometimes with the hearts of others, we'll do the same stuff. We'll use other people's hearts for our own selfish ambitions. We'll make fun of other people's hearts. We'll take advantage of other people's hearts. We'll hurt other people's hearts. We'll do all these things. Even to our own hearts, we'll do the same stuff to our own hearts. But here's why you should open it up. Knowing this. Coming into it. How will you be able to relate to God if you've isolated yourself for years and you've never used it? So here's the thing. As you open up your heart, will all those things happen? Most likely, yeah, they will. But who's gone through that first? John chapter 3. Our Father. He went through that first. God went through that first. So now you have a being, you have the creator who has gone through all that your heart could potentially go through. And you on this side, closing yourself off. Look at the difference. God's heart is wide open. 
your heart, my heart has been closed for years. So if I'm trying to relate to God, I can't do it because I don't know what it feels like to love when my heart has been hurt. I don't know what it feels like. Why? Because I've always protected myself and I've always put a guard around my heart because I don't know what it feels like. I don't know. So I can't relate to God. But imagine on this side, your heart is open. Your heart has been hurt. Your heart is all these things. But God has gone through that too. And now guess what you can do now? If you overcome it with faith and if you still serve and if you still love and if you still give as if it's never been hurt, you can relate to God. That's why you should open up your heart, knowing what can happen. Because opening up your heart gives you and I the ability to relate to our father of how hard it was to give his best, knowing that we wouldn't accept it. So how will we know anything about that if we quit? We won't know anything. It's kind of crazy when you think about it from God's perspective, isn't it? It's kind of crazy when you think about it from his perspective. So one thing that I want to be able to do, hopefully you should want to be able to do, you should want to be able to relate to God. And what does the psalmist writer say? God, our Father, he is close to the brokenhearted. He knows. He knows. He is, that's why he's close to you. So now, as we talk about this and, and conversate today and study, maybe over the years, your heart has been hurt in various ways. And maybe your heart is completely tired. Do not let Satan try to get you off in a corner on your own or even with a few select people. Do not let Satan get you or y'all in a corner and isolate yourself just so you can protect yourself from getting hurt again just because you're tired of people and you're tired of what they're doing and you're tired of what they're capable of. If so, I say this with all the love in my heart, you don't have the love of God. Because you're shutting your love off. And God, where in Scripture up to this point, from Genesis to now, where has he shut his love off? He's never shut it off. Why are you? Why have you shut your love off? Don't shut it off. Look at things from his perspective. I know it hurts. But keep opening up your heart because that's what's going to keep your heart pure. Matthew chapter 5. How do I know that my heart's pure? Because it's always open and it's always merciful and it's always humble and it's always meek and it's always hungering and thirsting of how to get like God's. But my heart can't do that if I've let people and things and even myself shut myself off. If that's the case. Let's talk. Call me. Um, 
hit me up on social media. Let's talk through this. Maybe you need somebody to talk through so that you can open up your heart again. Do not let your heart be shut off. And here's the crazy thing about it as we kind of close these thoughts. Having your heart shut off to people and having your heart shut off shut off to the world, it feels good. It feels really good. Because there's a certain there's a certain level of focus that you hit, and it feels like Man, I should have done this years ago. I should have stayed away years ago. I should have isolated myself years ago. And, you you know, you crank out stuff at work. You get more money. Things have, And then you're kind of just isolated. And you think you're doing something. But you're really not. You're going farther and farther and farther and farther away from God. And here's the thing about it. When you're isolated, you can go really, really fast, really, really quick on stuff. And is there anything necessarily wrong with that? Not necessarily. But here's the here's the 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 kicker to that. At some point when you go so fast, you're gonna look up and you're gonna be like, Man, there's nobody else here though. You're gonna feel that loneliness at some point. It's gonna happen. You gotta open up your heart like God did. You gotta open your heart up. Here's why you should open it up as we close these thoughts. Here's a here's the final thing that I want you to consider. I heard this yesterday and it was, it was great. Here's why you should open up your heart. The story of, of, or not the, I don't want to say story, the, the account, because it's true. It actually happened. It was real. The account of God giving his only son, the account of the life of Jesus and the account of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. It is the greatest account ever to be told and will ever be told. It's the greatest. Why is it the greatest? Because it's impacted and it's infused with love. It's illuminated with it. It's illuminated with it. So someone said this. Regards to your heart. If your life was a story. And if mine was a story, if it was a, if, if it was an account too, and someone would pick up your book on the shelf, nobody wants to hear the story of the man and the woman that was given everything or that isolated themselves. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that story. But people want to hear the stories of the men and the women and the women who've overcome pain and struggle and they still love through it. Now, check this last phrase out. This is this is crazy. When it comes to the matter of the heart, what do you want to be? Do you want people your entire life because of what you've been through and what you've seen and what you're about to go through. Do you just want people to pick up your book and feel sorry for you? Or do you want people, regardless of what you've been through, doesn't matter what you're going through now, how bad it is, who did it? Do you want people to feel sorry for you? Or do you want people to look up to you? 
So with God giving his heart, illuminating love to us when love was not illuminated back to him, why is, why is the love story of God, the love account so great? Because I can look up to his heart. Do you want people to constantly just feel sorry for you? Or do you want people to look up to your heart? Man, look at what he's been through. Look at what she's been through. But look at the humility. Look at the meekness. The people that that hurt him, look at how he's serving them like nothing ever happened. How can he do that? How can she do that? How can they do that? Because God did it first. I'm trying to match his heart. So for you today, before you shut your heart off, before you shut it off from people, before you shut it off from things, and before you shut it off from brethren, consider this question. Do you want people to feel sorry for you for the rest of your life? Or do you want people to look up to your heart? Because your heart's like God's. We got to guide them. We got to guide people to his heart. That's what we got to do. I will never open up my heart again. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. I told y'all, I told y'all it was going to be one of them ones. I told y'all from the jump. I even said this yesterday. I was like, it's going to be one of them ones. And it's because the scripture is so powerful. It's like when you look at things just from God's eyes, nobody else's, you always fall short. And it's like, oh, I'm man, like you got to switch it up. <laughs> you got to switch some things up. So I really hope that I was able to encourage you and maybe get you to reconsider before you, you shut it down. So maybe there was something to help you out. And I, I know it's helped me out. So really thankful for this opportunity that we have to study. It's just been great. Um, so again, uh, the studio is coming up pretty soon. Really looking forward to it. Make sure you go check out the merchandise. That's up too. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. Again, if you guys need help, reach out. Let's talk. We'll pray. All those things if you need it. So Lord willing, we will see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.